and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our show. And also for many of our listeners, Happy New Year. I had a chance to meet with a fascinating person on Friday of last week. And as a result of that meeting, during which I was coaching him through his dating life, um, I realized that there was some really good information that many of my listeners would benefit from. And so I'd like to share with you today. You know, many times I hear from both men and women um, as they're dating, uh, questions related to what do I look for in a partner? How do I assess compatibility? What is a good way to gauge um, if I'm dating in the right way or if I'm dating the right people? Why am I not seeing success from my dating? What is taking so long? You know, in this particular case, I was speaking to a young man who's um, by all measures a very successful person um, is already at this point in his early 30s and yet uh, has not yet been able to find the right one, as people like to call it. And so I wanted to zoom in a little bit and take a closer look at what drives us throughout dating process and how that's reflective of our bigger realities of how well defined are we and how much do we really understand what drives us in the partner selection process. Some of the things I'm going to say may definitely come off as harsh and maybe not even pleasant to hear, but hey, we're not here to be apologetic. We're here to get the job done, the job of helping you find the right one. And one thing I would like to zoom in on at this point is question of how do we view the search process? Is it a transactional experience by its nature? Meaning I'm looking to get something and in exchange, I'm also willing to give something back or is it something entirely different? And what I'm alluding to is that it's actually a journey, not based on exchanges, but based on journey towards unification, towards harmony, towards growth, and self-improvement through the bonding experience. Let me elaborate on this a bit more. You see, what I find often happens when I speak to singles and they describe what their dating life is like, very often their entire experience is driven by transactional goals. So let's say um, it varies anywhere from, I just want to have a good time with a, someone um, and just experience that companionship to I want to be married to someone and I want to experience marriage and security that marriage brings into someone's life. And what I found interesting is that many times people who are truly honest will say that one of the top factors in their decision process is physical attraction and should not be surprised traction is a very important piece of a dating experience and certainly post-dating and marriage. And what I found fascinating is how frequently people really um, defined their whole experience and search for the quote-unquote the right one by merely giving most of the emphasis on was their physical attraction. And there's many reasons that drive people in that way. Um, don't want to sidestep the show to such a large degree, although there'll be interest. I'm definitely happy to elaborate. Um, of course, for now, it will suffice to say that different people will be driven differently and different types of um, insecurities, passions, interests do play a role in that process. But the part that I want to bring out just now for today's show is how many times people get it wrong during the dating process by overly emphasizing um, the attraction piece. Now, I want to explain again what I mean by it. See, there's 
there's a big difference between allowing deeper, meaningful attraction to evolve in a relationship versus settling for the immediate surface attraction. And so I want to make sure that people realize there's a significant difference between surface attraction and that deeper attraction driven through connection, where we experience ourselves safe and accepted and cherished and valued. And through that experience or set of experiences, something starts developing, the thing that we refer to as attraction. And the reason that the former method, the surface attraction, is what tends to take hold for most people is because, let's be honest, we're selfish. We're driven by our selfishness. And as much as we may say that we're givers and we care about others, and we do, there's there's no denying it. And it's not a contradiction to what I'm about to say. But when we go into dating specifically, there is almost certain kind of uh, automatic default mode that kicks in that I must be seeking something that I will like, that I will be happy with, that I will be content with, that I will enjoy. Notice all those sentences. It's all about me. Numero uno. It's all about me. And how much do we post ourselves the question of, I'm about to go and interact with another world. I'm about to go and spend time with a person. And if my intent that I'm setting for myself, my intention is I'm trying to seek out a partner to spend a life with, to build a family and a home with, how much should we perhaps consider asking a different set of questions, not ones that are driven by surface attraction, but those are driven by deeper essential nature of us, where there could be real bonding taking place. And if I open myself up to an experience that will be driven by, let's see, can I bond with this person? Can I experience closeness, connection? That will be a totally different date than the typical date of sitting together in the restaurant, we're going out to some social event, and the entire time, all I'm thinking is, am I going to be able to score with this person? Is this going to lead to a marriage, an intimate encounter, or any any type of me receiving some sort of an end goal that I've had in mind, predetermined, prior to already going to a date, versus I'm going to go meet another person, and that person has a whole world. And it's a privilege to meet other people. Purely from humanity standpoint, as a fellow human being, I'm just going to sit and enjoy the experience of genuinely interacting and connecting with another human being. I bet that if you go into a date with that intentionality, you will have a completely different experience than the one you have when going into the date, the mindset is transactional. Will I get what I want or need out of this date? And guess what? As the saying goes, what comes from the heart enters the heart. The energies that we show up with to those dates come through, whether we like it or not, whether we're aware of it or not. Even if it just comes through on a subconscious level, it does come through. And when that energy presents itself, it's you know it's a self-feeding uh, loop. So we show up that way, the other person perceives that in us, again, consciously or subconsciously, and sends back similar energy. And when those two energies meet each other, right, the typical answer is, oh, bummer, we're not compatible. The reality is you didn't really meet each other. All you did is went for a test drive of your own world. There's a big difference between encountering somebody else's world and allowing the two worlds to pierce through these invisible walls and really enter each other's space and experience each other versus just sitting there and experiencing oneself, which is what happens when we show up for ourselves versus when we show up for this bigger picture goal in mind. Is this a person with whom I see potential compatibility? And so I'm very big proponent when I meet with individuals 
couples, singles, dating, young professionals, older singles, college age students. And I'm a very big proponent that set the right intentionality. Don't go into a date like a taker. Go into a date like a giver. And here's the irony. If you go that way, you're more likely to get what you want. And more than that, you're more likely to get what you need, which is the right person. The right person is not going to be driven by were there fireworks going off in the background on our first or second date. The right person can be defined by, is this somebody with whom our worlds can really intersect and then merge together and build something beautiful and resistant and powerful and motivating. And it will be like, a, again, a self-feeding loop in our own lives that will continue to inspire us. And one thing that I think the this person I met with walked away with was this very important clarity over this issue of attraction and how the surface attraction is a massive distractor and really derails a lot of really good potential relationships. And even if they don't come to fruition and lead, let's say lead to marriage, then certainly they take away from having an amazing experience while being on those dates. And one thing that I shared with him that I thought was very eye-opening for him, and I think people are really going to appreciate what I'm about to share, is you could look up statistics. There's tons of statistics out there now, really long-term studies on the topic of specifically intimacy, physical intimacy, uh, and the rapid and dramatic decline in this arena post-marriage. And it's really fascinating um, how much intimacy is absent in people's lives and at what galloping speed it drops after marriage. Now, without getting into obviously all the different parts and moving factors that impact a relationship, especially in this sphere uh, when it comes to intimacy of the relationship, but one thing I think to take away though is, is to be able to look kind of in the eyes of what the real kind of tragedy is, which is the deception we play with ourselves in thinking how much attraction is important to us and how much it's driving our decisions. Because the reality is, and statistics are supporting this, is that actually there's a massive decline in intimacy and sexual attraction post-marriage. I'm not saying it happens overnight. I'm not saying it happens two months later. But there are studies with demonstrating significant declines um, literally within the first year of marriage and certainly thereafter the decline only continues. And what that shows, and that's what I was trying to impress upon this person, is that even if you are set on, I gotta have a certain type of partner, certain look, certain attraction has to be there. I, I was trying to dispel for this person the, the notion that, but guess what? That's not gonna carry your marriage long distance. That's not gonna get you through all the tough moments that life is going to bring to you individually and to your relationship. What is going to carry you is the deep emotional connection and safety. And if that is established, guess what? That is actually what's going to re-energize the intimate part of the story of a relationship. It's when there is real, deep, meaningful, emotional closeness. And that is something that is simply not worked on. People live really busy lives. People um, are just getting by. Time is not managed well at all in modern society and the relationship space gets a direct brunt of that reality and people who don't with laser focus feed energy to that relationship and focus on make sure that there's dates whether it's date nights whether it's date days um maybe short vacations every three to six months even if it's just for one night or two nights just to get away and just again be together just have fun together connect emotionally um 
if that's absent, the relationship will immediately suffer, particularly when it comes to the area of intimacy. And therefore, the attraction in the beginning while we're dating was actually a delusion. It was really a, um, a red herring. It was something that caught our attention, pulled us in, blinded us, and removed the actually important journey that should be involved in dating. And that is, how much are we connecting in a real meaningful way? And the answer is going to be is, it's up to us. It, it's up to us to set intentionality and to go into the dating, as said in the beginning of the show, go into the dating with the mindset of, I just want to get to know your world. It's a privilege to know you. And even if we're not attracted and I don't think that it's going to work between us romantically, I get to go home with a great feeling. I didn't use anyone. I didn't deceive anyone. I just had a wonderful time getting to know another person. And with that mindset and with that type of energy that will only keep feeding on itself, because guess what? You could never go wrong going on a date with that type of energy, an energy of respect and a spirit of, I just want to get to know another human being and be respectful in that way and leave the other person feeling respected and acknowledged and noticed. Everybody walks away a winner, whether it works out or not, because everybody will experience themselves from their humanity rather than from a place of, I'm an object. And the only question is, is there somebody who's interested in purchasing? I'm for sale. And I just want to know if anybody's buying. That's a really tragic, painful way to live. And so many people live this every single day in their romantic life. And so the last I want to share with everyone is set the right mindset. Next time you go on a date, okay, you may um, notice uh, facial features or body language or just the physique and it speaks to you and you feel certain natural vibes or certain tingling feelings that are there. But you might be saying to yourself, mm, not entirely my type. You know what? But there's a whole world in that person, just like there's a whole world in you. And everybody deserves an opportunity to share their world and to feel like their world is noticed and acknowledged. And when dates go that way, you never know where genuine, true, long-lasting love may emerge from. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.